what kind of clients do you want to work with? Do you want to be working with your dream clients? Do you want to work with the ones who have a massive budget or do you want to work with small businesses who are just starting out? There's no, there's no right or wrong answer. But I do encourage you to check in and ask, are the people you are working with right now your dream clients? Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action and moving forward even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 563. Today, I'm answering a listener question that was submitted. And I want to remind you that if you have a question you would like me to answer on the show, please do submit it at stephtaylor.co slash asksteph, or you'll find that link in the show notes as well. The question I'm answering today was submitted anonymously, but she submitted it saying, I've been running my business for a few years, working one-on-one with clients as a PR strategist, and I enjoy working with them. And I have some great retainer clients, which means I have consistent income, but I'm also consistently working. And if I want to take a week off, I have to get ahead on all of their retainer work, and I still need to check my inbox while I'm away. I don't have a team to support me, mainly because I don't have the time to hire anyone or train them. And I have the belief that nobody else can do what I do as well as I can. I've thought about launching a course, but I also know there are so many courses teaching people how to DIY their PR, so I don't know if anyone would actually buy mine. I also don't know where I would find the time to create it. Help, how do I get off the hamster wheel? All right, so the very first thing that I want to encourage you to do is to start to get clear on what your dream business and your dream lifestyle looks like. Because once you get clear on that vision, it means you can focus in on achieving that and you can start to make decisions in your business from the lens of, is this bringing me closer to the dream life and business that I want or is it not bringing me closer, in which case it's actually bringing me further away? The biggest question I think, or a couple of the biggest questions I think are like, how much do you want to work firstly? There's no right or wrong answer to this because maybe you love working and it's the most fulfilling thing to you, or maybe you get a little bit of fulfillment out of your work, but mainly it's a way for you to create the flexibility and the freedom and the life that you want. Either way is fine. So it's getting really clear. How much do you want to work? Do you envision yourself growing a big team, a big team of strategists who do that client work for you, and then you can work with more one-on-one clients and help people that way? Or maybe would you rather work with fewer one-on-one clients and you could serve a wider audience with a different offering or different offerings, which I'll talk about in a minute. What really lights you up? What work do you enjoy doing the most? Which clients do you love working with? 
Who are your dream clients? Like, who would you really, really, really want to help more than anything else? Both of the times when I've been kind of in a similar position to you, uh, I've been in this position twice. And the first time I closed down the business and the second time I pivoted that business. But both times it was because what I was doing wasn't leading me towards my vision. I, when I first quit corporate life and went full-time in my first business, I still had that vision. I knew I wanted something that would give me the freedom to travel. I wanted a business where my main role would be content creation and maybe working with a few clients, but only ones that I chose and only when I wanted to work with them. And that very first business I had was actually an e-commerce business. I was packing and shipping orders from my living room, which meant that I had zero freedom to travel because I didn't have enough orders to outsource. And if I started outsourcing the packing and the shipping, I would make pretty much no profit. So that was the big sign to me was, oh, this business model is broken. I need to close this one down. The second time was when I was working with clients, kind of in a similar situation to you, actually, where I was working with clients on their marketing strategies. I was also executing their marketing for them. And I started hiring a team to do that work for me or to do the, do the basic work. And then I was reviewing it and working with the clients. And what I found or what I realized was I didn't want to be doing content creation for other people. And I also didn't want to be managing a team. I wanted to be in the weeds working on my own content, my own launches, and then picking and choosing which clients I wanted to work with. And it's taken a few iterations and a few pivots and twists and turns, but now my business is mainly course-based. Some of my courses are on Evergreen, meaning that I don't live launch them. And then I have Launch Magic, which I live launch twice each year. I also do work with clients, but very few of them. And I do it by application and it's only for a launch strategy intensive, which is kind of like a VIP day format where I work on the elements of their launch and their strategy that need the most support. And then after I've done that, they get seven days of support from me. And that's kind of the extent of that container. So I'm not working with retainer clients ongoing. And that way I can take a month off if I want to. If I know that I'm going hiking in the outback for two weeks, like I did in August, I know, okay, I can't book in any clients around that. So for me, I firstly knew what I wanted to achieve in my life. I I knew what I wanted my years to look like, my months, my weeks, my days, and I've structured what I offer around that. So once you know what that vision you are working towards looks like, there are a couple of different ways you can start to step off the hamster wheel. The first one is scaling with a team. Now, this doesn't mean you have to build an agency. You can still bring in a team to support you and to take some work off of your plate so that you can focus your time and energy on building out other offers or other ways for people to work with you, or even just to work less, to take some time off, to relax. And this might look like hiring a VA, a virtual assistant, to take your inbox and your admin tasks off your hands for five hours a week or 10 hours a week. It might look like hiring a junior version of you and training them in a way, in the way that you do things. They'll never be as good as you, but that's okay. If they can do it 80% as well as you with your support and your guidance and your training, that's all you need. 
Or you might hire somebody who is already experienced and give them the autonomy to do the client work in your place. Or maybe they do the work, you do the final review and you deal with the clients. There are a bunch of different ways that this can look where you're not growing an agency. Alternatively, you can scale with leveraged offers. Digital products are one type of a leveraged offer. And it doesn't have to be, your digital product doesn't have to be a course on how to DIY your PR. Yes, you said there's a lot of other people who have the same offer where they're teaching somebody how to, teaching a business owner how to DIY their PR. That's okay. It doesn't have to be that particular offer. Chances are your ideal customers, your audience, they probably have other problems you can solve for them. Maybe smaller problems that you haven't thought of, specific problems like writing a media bio, for example. That one comes to my head because I have my media bio is two years out of date and I've been procrastinating editing it and rewriting it, even though it's not really relevant to what I do anymore. But I find writing it so hard that if somebody could give me a formula, a structure, or teach me how to do it, man, I would love that. So solving a specific problem can be even more effective than trying to solve every single problem in one comprehensive course or one program. And it doesn't have to be a course. It can be a 90-minute live workshop where you teach them how to write that media bio. And maybe then you'll sell the recording afterwards. Or on the other hand, maybe you will decide to create some kind of signature offer, some kind of signature framework. Maybe it's a 12-month mentorship where you guide them through your signature framework. Maybe your 12-month mentorship is you're teaching other people how to do what you do. And then at the end of it, wow, you have people that you can, that you've trained them in your methodology. Maybe there's somebody in there you could hire to help you grow your team. Maybe it's a three month group program. Maybe it's a 12 week course that teaches something specific like PR for podcasters. And maybe you decide that you will live launch it once a year and teach your mentorship for 12 months, or you'll launch your three month PR for podcasters course three times a year and then teach it live for three months or offer three months of live Q&A. There are so many different ways that you can structure these things. And there are so many different types of leveraged offers you can create. Some of them will require more time and input once created, like the mentorship will probably require a bit more time, whereas others will maybe just sell themselves. And again, you can hire a team to help you with the things you don't want to do. If you don't want to answer people's questions on live calls, you could hire somebody else who is experienced. You could train them in your methodology and then they can run those Q&A calls for you. The next way that you can start to step off that hamster wheel is by putting your prices up and starting to work with fewer clients. You are in an industry where there are freelancers that charge a couple of hundred dollars a month through to agencies that are charging multiple five figures, maybe even six figures, I don't know, each month to work with them. Where do you want to position yourself in that spectrum? And what kind of clients do you want to work with? Do you want to be working with your dream clients? Do you want to work with the ones who have a massive budget? Or do you want to work with small businesses who are just starting out? There's no there's no right or wrong answer. But I do encourage you to check in and ask, are the people you are working with right now your dream clients? And where do you need to position yourself to start to attract those dream clients if they're not? By putting up your prices, 
You don't need as many clients to sustain the same income, which means that you can offer the ones who do pay more to work with you the very best of you because you're not stretched thin. You're not overwhelmed. You're not trying to deliver all of the things to all of the different clients. You're working with fewer clients and you're working more intentionally with them. I also found like when I put my prices up for my launch strategy intensives, I found that I started to attract more of my dream clients, the ones who were super proactive. They would take action. They would implement what I gave them in their strategy rather than just let it collect dust and never do anything with it. So if you're finding, if you're doing strategy work and you're finding people aren't taking action, maybe you do need to put those prices up. So your action step from this episode is get really clear on what you are offering and what price points each thing you are offering is at. If you don't want to work with retainer clients, you don't have to. Or if you do want to work with them, but maybe you only want to work with one or two of your absolute dream clients, put your prices up. Make it the most premium, high-touch way that somebody can work with you. And then offer some other ways that people can work with you at lower price points, but with less of a time investment from you. There are a gazillion ways that you can keep working with one-on-one clients and you can keep supporting them in different ways. And not everyone wants to work with you in the same way anyway. Maybe some people want to work with you in a VIP day structure. Maybe some just want some voice message mentoring via Voxer. Maybe some just want a 90-minute strategy session. And then also think about what kinds of leveraged offers you could sell. Group programs, live workshops, templates. Where do these things all fit in with your different offers? So get really clear on all of that. And this is a challenge that I have also dealt with and I know many other business owners are dealing with as well. And it's not something that has to be set in stone forever. You are more than welcome to shift the different offers that you sell. You can add new ones. You can test something. And then if you decide that it's not working, you can retire that offer. It doesn't have to be set in stone. In November, I will be teaching a live workshop on how you can intentionally design and refine your offer suite so that you can make more sales, you can help that wider range of people, and you can escape that all or nothing income roller coaster and the hamster wheel that you might be on with that client work. Uh, if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on that when it is live, when ticket sales are live, jump into my behind the scenes community. It's free on Telegram. You can find it at stephtaylor.co slash community or at the link in the show notes. You will also get, by being part of that community, you also get a little bit of a behind the scenes sneak peek into how I run my business and also tips that I haven't shared on the podcast or I haven't shared anywhere else. So jump into that behind the scenes community, stephtaylor.co slash community, and I will let you know when the live workshop ticket sales are live. That is it for today's episode. If you have any friends who you know are struggling with this exact same problem, they don't know how to step off that hamster wheel of client work, or they don't know how to structure all of their different offers in their business, make sure you share this episode with them. Hit the share button, send it to them. It's how I get to help more people. And also make sure you hit the subscribe button, the follow button, the plus, whatever it looks like in your podcast app that you are listening to this in. And it will just mean that you get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. 